If a basketball, football, or a baseball team wins nine games out of ten, most people assume that this is an outstanding team. Sports teams do not win every game. It would not be that entertaining to watch the games if they did. But what if a person delivers on their commitments nine times out of ten times? That sounds like a pretty good record. People do not need to be perfect after all. The big problem with the 90% win record is that people tend to remember when you fail to deliver expected results. Today, we are going to discuss the value of consistency. Welcome to the 90th Percentile, an unconventional leadership podcast by Zenger Folkman. Each week, using research from over 1.5 million global assessments of leaders, we analyze different leadership traits, trends, and what it really takes for leaders to get to the 90th percentile. I'm Brianna Corin, and joining me today is renowned psychometrician and my father, Joe Folkman. So when you think about this 90% record of consistency, it seems okay for most professions, but then there are there are some professions where there's potential problems, you know? <laughs> well, I used to travel a lot and uh, wonder if you knew that you, the pilot you were, that was flying your plane landed successfully 90% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> totally. You, would you get on that plane? No, I wouldn't. He's like, don't worry, 90% of the time. I yeah, yeah, nine times out of 10. And by the way, I'm at number nine. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, that's terrifying. I was actually um, thinking about an example in my own life. My husband used to get um, his haircut at the shop down the street from us because, you know, it's cheap, quick, convenient. But I'd say about 50% of the time he came back with a truly terrible haircut. <laughs> it, was, it was so, it was so bad. So finally, after a year, he finally found somebody else who was consistently good. But what, what I really want to understand is why, why do these inconsistencies stick out so much in our minds? I mean, it's sad. Like, for example, I make a great meal 95% of the time, but my kids all remember the terrible barbecue pizza I made a year ago, and they bring it up so much. <laughs> We do remember the bad stuff. And unfortunately, the same thing happens at work. That one time you don't deliver will be the one thing your boss remembers and, <laughs> you know, continues. They don't remember the nine successes. They mean yeah. they remember that one failure. And, you know, it's understandable if you crash, if you crash a plane. <laughs> so, but in the other circumstances, you know, when you're a new manager and employees quickly form opinions of you based on what you say and what you do. So your level of consistency really becomes linked to how much people trust you. Well, Bree, I recently completed, as you know, a new book called The Trifecta of Trust. Yes. We did a lot of research on the effect that just one person has that doesn't trust you. Uh, often leaders relate better to some team members than others. And a few team members may require some discipline and, and some action taken on them when they act inappropriately. You may find yourself in a team where you don't feel trusted or you feel they distrust you. If you have one negative team member, this can on average significantly lower the perceptions of others regarding your ability to deliver on commitments. All right. So if you do the math, one out of six should not have a devastating negative impact on you if you know 
one person doesn't trust you, right? Well, that's what most people believe. And they also just sort of blame that one person and there's nothing you can do. They don't think uh, it, it should have that negative effect. Mm -hmm. So what I did is I looked at individual ratings from over 60,000 direct reports who participated in 360 degree evaluations to study this phenomenon. First, I identified managers where no team members were uh, rated negatively and others where just one team member indicated their trust in their manager needed significant improvement. Okay, that one person. Mm -hmm. Next, I looked at the overall ratings for trust and engagement for all the direct reports. Again, I found it was surprising having just one team member indicate that trust needed to be improved, lowered the trust rating 32 percentile points and engagement, it was lowered 14 percentile points. With just one person, ah, that hurts inside. So if you begin to occasionally fail to deliver, you know, that that is what is remembered. If one team member doesn't trust you, the other team members, you know, start to ask themselves the same question. Well, if so-and-so doesn't trust my manager, perhaps I, you know, what am I doing over here? I, I, I don't believe, you know, none of us expect absolute perfection, but I think direct reports have to know they can 100% depend on you. And, and even if a mistake happens that, that you'll fix it. Like after that barbecue pizza experience of 2021 that I mentioned earlier, I told my kids, they could have cereal instead. I did not make them go hungry. <laughs> what did you do with this pizza? You, you don't even want to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bree, yes, nobody demands absolute perfection, but consider what is the reputation you want to create in your team and with your colleagues? Do you have the reputation that most of the time you'll deliver, that most people ought to trust you, or that you usually meet your commitments? My guess is that you, having that kind of reputation would negatively impact your career success and your relationship with others. My recommendation is for you to deliver every time possible this year to create the reputation that you will do everything humanly possible to deliver on commitments. Ensure that managers and colleagues know they can trust you to deliver. Reach out to anyone who may have questions about your trust and consistency and ask what you can do to restore that trust. When I was younger, I used to work with a carpenter who, once a project was completed, would look over the project and say, that's good enough for government work. Well, <laughs> that's funny, the, for, especially the government part. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> it was actually the state, but whatever. <laughs> It was government work. Uh, the government did not do that work. He and I did the work. When an artist completes a painting, they sign their name. Perhaps if we were required to sign our names to our work, we would have a higher expectation of the work we were asked to do and complete. Strive to make a difference in the world. Do great work on every job you're assigned and build a reputation for doing everything possible to keep your commitments. The 90th Percentile, an unconventional leadership podcast was written and recorded by Brianna Korn and Joe Folkman and produced by Singer Folkman with music by Pleasant Pictures. 
If you're interested in learning more about Zanger Folkman's award-winning 360-degree assessments, leadership, and coaching offerings, or would like to attend our monthly webinar series hosted by Jack Zanger and Joe Folkman, visit our website at zangerfolkman.com. If you liked our podcast, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher and leave us a five-star review. All resources and links to the research referenced in this episode can be found in the episode details or on our podcast page on zangerfolkman.com. 